round the table first. What is the most expensive petrol you've seen at the pump in the last week or so? Um, I'll start there. What's happening in uh, Ukraine and with Russia? Is, is that what's driving up petrol prices or is there more to it than that? High from where they were. How are you dealing with, with cost of living? I mean, you, you've got your, your supermarket strategy, Laura, yeah. so tell us, yeah. a, tell us a bit more. Hello everyone and welcome back to another True Potential Do More With Your Money podcast. It's episode 109 today and today's big topic is petrol prices and the rising cost of living uh, that we're all experiencing at the moment. So we know these are big issues and we've got some big personalities to talk about them today uh, in the studio. So let's meet them. Raj is back. Good to see you again, Raj. Hi, hi, Pete. Uh, Laura back for Hello. another podcast. Is this number two for you, Laura? Or? Three, I think. Yeah. Number three. Never okay. done one with you, though, Peter. So That's I'm right. looking forward to this. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, it's an experience. You might not be saying that at the end. And Greg's back as well. Hi, Greg. Hi, Are you okay? Peter. Yes, I'm good, thanks. We've been, we've been outdressed by Laura and Raj today, I see. It doesn't take much. <laughs> no, not at all. I, well, as I said before, I'm dressing up. This is not me being outdressed. This is literally yep. how I roll. Raj, so uh, uh, it's good to see you. Um, now we're talking about UK economy, petrol prices, cost of living. You can't pick up a paper or uh, put on the radio or the TV news these days without hearing about it. Uh, can we do a little uh, bit of, uh, a little, not a quiz or anything like that, but just a little bit of round the table first. What is the most expensive petrol you've seen at the pump in the last week or so? I'll start the bidding at 172. I'm not far, 171 now. 171? Yeah, 171. That's what I should have said. It's not top trumps, it's top pumps. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought of that one. I should have thought of it before. Uh, 172. Any offers above 172, Greg? I've I've been sent uh, an an image of 179. Oh, well, there you go. Further south, but... Yeah. I think I'm only still at 160. Oh, so yeah. this was last week. Right. So maybe when I have to fill up at the weekend, maybe <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll start to see it. But last week it was 160. Well, I think you can you can win that with your photo of you. Uh, well, I, I, I did see it. You so. did, well, you did. In fact, I'll give you that one. Uh, I saw somebody in the newspaper the other day filling up their car with cooking oil, uh, which I know, I mean, I hear you can do that. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. I'd probably cook some chips first and then put it in the car. <laughs> um, but apparently you can uh, put cooking on your car. I say, do not, please, don't take that as advice and go and do it. I will not be held responsible for any broken engines after this. But yeah, there was this guy I'd come out of Tesco with litres of cooking oil and he was just putting it into his car. Uh, Raj, you wouldn't do a thing like that, would you? I wouldn't be even standing behind his car. Yeah, you know what's going to come out of that? <laughs> a, load of, a, load, a load of chips. <laughs> Probably out the back. But anyway, look, we'll get into some of this over the next uh, half an hour or so. But Raj, let's, uh, if you wouldn't mind just giving us first a little bit of a rundown of how the week's been uh, on the markets, please. Sure, sure, Peter. I think uh, then I was setting up uh, for this week or what's, what's, what's expected for this week ahead. And then there was uh, you're going through the bucket list of what what to expect from that we had Russia Ukraine crisis still mm. going on, uh, we had central bank meetings, uh, key central banks meeting from Bank of uh, Bank of England uh, yesterday and and on Wednesday we had Federal Reserve in the US. Uh, so there were a lot of lot on cards to which could rattle the markets, mm. and we did see some uh, overflow from from over the weekend. We saw US uh, again uh, rhetoric, uh, rhetoric on on China itself. Mm. Uh, that that were accusing them of helping uh, Russia for the yeah. arms and, and so on. So we were expecting a little bit of wobble to start with, and then uh, as things will go, and then to surprisingly we started on the very softer side. On Monday we had a soft market, not materially soft market, but then on Tuesday, excuse me, on Tuesday we had a, a big wobble in in, in Chinese market, mm. and but as the, the week progressed we started settling down, and then uh, nerves settled down in the markets. Yeah. Uh, and then we saw uh, Chinese coming out on Wednesday, early early on Wednesday, the Tuesday night, uh, our time, uh, 
giving support to, to the market overall, which, which brought a positive momentum in the market on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then, then we saw through the, through the Wednesday, we, we saw uh, a bit stronger markets, both in, in Asia and in, in Europe as well. And then, then literally, uh, as the U.S. opened up, uh, th- there was not much of, of a strong uh, uh, rhetoric from, from Federal Reserve, mm. which put a lid on or at least a floor on uh, that there's not much aggressiveness yeah. in, the, in the U.S. monetary policy. So which sets up nicely for the Wednesday as well. Then we uh, it carried on the momentum on Thursday as well. So equity market on Thursday also from Asia and, and, and Europe uh, opened up strongly. And then we uh, hit into uh, Bank of England yesterday, which was interesting uh, because markets were expecting a little bit more, a stronger message on uh, given the inflation or high inflation prints we were seeing. Mm. Uh, to rather surprise, Bank of England took a little bit of softer uh, tone to it be it part because of the Russia-Ukraine crisis and the impact uh, it is having on inflation, petrol prices and everything, uh, things to be consumed on a day-to-day basis. So I think uh, they took a little bit of, of a cautious approach. They did raise rates by 25 basis points, mm. which uh, this is probably uh, after a long time uh, they have raised in three consecutive meetings. Mm-hmm. So we're currently at sitting at 0.75% interest rates, uh, Bank yeah. of England interest rates which it puts us uh, at par with uh, just before the COVID crisis hit. So we back up to those uh, interest rate levels. So I think it's a, but market took its very, in, in the stride. And then I think it was a positive message around uh, that we are not, we are not here to choke up the growth. That mm-hmm. was an important message and market heard it right mm-hmm. and clear yeah. that uh, it's, it's a balancing act they're trying to enact. And I think it's a market took it when it's right. And we saw a strong market mm-hmm. yesterday. We. There is some give give back this morning, but not a material. Uh, I think it's a moving sideways, literally. I would yeah, call it so. Yeah. If we don't see material ratchet up in in any uh, any tension between Russia and Ukraine, hopefully we'll end the end end the end the weekend in a, on mm-hmm. a positive note. Yeah, it's funny. I'd, I'd noticed actually that I checked into uh, logged into my own uh, portfolio on the True Potential app, and as we always say, we're all you know we believe in skin in the game at True Potential, so we are all invested in our. In our own portfolios, and I, and I, I, I didn't, I wouldn't have known necessarily the details behind why it was happening, as you've explained there, Raj. But I'd noticed in the last couple of days, markets were back up again, and when I logged into my portfolio, I, I saw that it was, it was sort of, uh, it was improving again. So, did you have you logged in this week, guys? Have you, yeah, have you seen that as well? Yeah, just again yesterday, and it's kind of again when you log in the app, you can kind of see over the last week, and you use the graph. Um, mm. It's quite nice when you you can see that the longer term game that. You know, um, there is volatility. Yeah. Um, but it's nice that you can you can kind of you can monitor that daily, you mm-hmm. can monitor it weekly. Yeah. But then you get the information that, that we have from the specialist yeah. in house, and you kind of understand. You that oh yeah, it did go up yesterday, That's and right. you kind of you know about you notice. And I think for me, I don't know about you, Greg, but it just every time I see this kind of thing, I think, well, that's why I would never, ever try to just try, uh, try to time the markets because, you know, you just log in. You, you, there's obviously a rationale behind why it's going up and, and Raj and the team understand that and they, they, they operate around that. But f- for me, I, you know, I wouldn't have a clue whether it's going to be up today, down tomorrow, whatever. You just, so it's nice when you just log back in and see it. But but key is to not to try to time the markets. I mean, we always say that, but that's... Yeah, that's there's, a, there's a saying I always get wrong, but it's, it's time in the markets not timing the markets because yeah. you you know you can you can try and pick the right day to go in if it's the wrong day it's the wrong day you can't yeah. undo that whereas just just lasting it through you know we, we we speak to many advisors many clients on a daily basis mm. and the, the the uncertainty of the market can make you a little bit worried of of, of kind of is it going to get any worse but for mm. me it's always at the point where you're asking the question it's already bad 
Mm-hmm. It's rarely in a good market you go, now's the time to sell. Mm-hmm. People always wait until it's a bad market. And I always think that's it's actually the time where you can to get a little bit more in and try and, you know, get that compounded interest of, of buying cheaper units yeah. and, and letting it grow. And on that topic, I actually literally logged in this morning and I had Mark Henderson sitting across the desk and I says, Mark, your performance is in our performance of the funds if you looked at that in isolation, you wouldn't say that that's what the world looks like at the moment. Everything mm. else is, t- and I know we're talking about a lot of negatives today of, you know, cost of inflation. Everything seems like it's going up, but actually it did go down. It spent a little bit of time down and it's just crept its way back up to the point where it's it's actually above where it was. And I thought if you didn't log in, if you didn't have the ability to log in, you're just getting an annual statement or something mm. like that, you'd, you'd be... Mm-hmm. really worried but actually that transparency of looking through and seeing mm-hmm. how your portfolio is doing yeah. really does differ to what you know the 10 o'clock news would have told you yeah. last night which is you know everything's yeah. doom and gloom yeah. well they're very good at telling you when markets come down they're not so good at telling you when they're back up again mm-hmm. and then even when they surpass uh, where they were before let's get on and talk about the main topic today which is is the cost of living and, and petrol prices and i guess inflation and things like that are are the forefront of that or the forecourt of that um uh, so I mean, have, have you noticed? Uh, have you noticed uh, petrol prices going up particularly, or or just cost of living generally, Greg? I mean, when you do the weekly shop, you, well, I don't. Do, I don't do the weekly shop, Peter. All right, that, that you'll be surprised to hear that I leave what, that what, to, to my better half. But feel it's very, that, mo- very modern of you, Greg. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a real modern man. I, 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 it's actually because I get flustered in the shops and I end up just ringing her twenty times to say, "All oh, right, where's the honey? Where's this?" That so yeah, so she does it anyway. You might as well do it yourself. I, 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 I panic. In the supermarket, I don't buy. That's the problem. I come back with everything I wasn't on the list. Right. So only stick to the list, Greg. Uh, <laughs> See, that's the difference, right there, isn't it? Uh, right, for you men and women, you know, stick to the list, and we're just like, where's the crisps and stuff, and just a few bottles of beer. And never go going. hungry either. A never full, go to the supermarket where's, hungry. Where's wine? Yeah. <laughs> if you've got a full trolley, you can't go around. That's yeah. that's my logic. But no, they, they certainly on petrol and, mm. and 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 fuel. I think it's something you. Again, it's it's one of those I always think with it, when it's cheap, you take it for granted. Mm-hmm. You think that's its normal price, but actually it is a price that can fluctuate mm-hmm. a lot based on demand and, and, and how easy it is to to access it. So no, I, I I actually noticed filling the car, it was the first time I can remember. Yeah. It was over a hundred pounds for a full tank of fuel and that made a sort of step back a little bit. <laughs> what did right? <laughs> a, a big car. Uh, it was. It was. It was. It was over a hundred pound to fill it up, and that was from being empty to the point where yeah. I thought, I really am going to have to stop at the next yeah. petrol station, which was just off a motorway, which is my own fault. Um, but yeah, over a hundred. But you've to begun me. to feel the kind of cost coming through a little absolutely. bit into your own. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And then this has happened more in the last. I mean, in the last four weeks, I know inflation's been high for a while, and generally prices, but it seems to have been something which has you know, gone on rocket boosters in the last, say, four or five weeks or so. So I'm wondering whether, in terms of people's pay packet generally, maybe this is the one when they'll begin to feel that there's not quite as much left at the end of the month as there might have been uh, in previous months because of the fact that things have shot up in the last few weeks or so, Raj. I think that that's right. You're right in there, Peter. It's like, it's because, largely because of the Russia-Ukraine crisis, the petrol prices have shot up. And just to give you a round trip, uh, we started uh, the month, um, 1st of March, we started the uh, Brent crude oil at $98. Mm. It all the way back, uh, gone up to almost $130. Mm. Now back to $98. 
yesterday uh, they were back at around 105 dollars uh, under 9 dollars i think so i think it's, it's a round trip and we are also feeling the pinch of it and it's also important that uh, as much as they can go far, higher up they can come down and that's what the march has shown us mm. and we as a consumer don't feel that that uh, big volatility because petrol prices on 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 gas stations are typically measured over time and they they don't uh, go up and down quite dramatically so the recent lurch down in petrol prices we may see uh, further down the line rather than immediately mm-hmm. feeling the effect and then potentially uh, we could see some government help uh, we don't know uh, but there could be a, a noise from government help uh, uh, easing on some taxes and something i know for for sure the california in the in, in the us they are looking to cut some of the taxes to balance, to ease the pain of it mm-hmm. would we see is similar uh, yeah. so in 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 the UK we we yet to see but yeah well there is the the sort of spring statement mini budget coming up i think it's isn't next there week a, next yeah. week so that might be a moment when we might you know see uh, some reduction on fuel duty possibly but who who knows but also uh, we uh, in in spring months and summer months so i think our overall heating bills and 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 gas bills sh- should yeah. probably typically come down so i think that's that's a uh looking at the brighter side of it we're looking outside as well it's it's yeah. a little bit warmer now so yeah. i think it, that should probably ease a little bit i don't know I, wouldn't, i don't know about that i got a message an email from my gas provider electricity provider the other day saying your your bill's going up by 1000 pounds oh, uh, over the next 12 months compared to where it was so um you know i'll have to go and get a saturday job or something to <laughs> help, help have to get that. a job first Peter, <laughs> oh thanks very much do you know something i don't like <laughs> <laughs> Is there a P45 not going around here somewhere? <laughs> um, and, and is it as simple as the um, what's happening in uh, Ukraine and with Russia? Is is that what's driving up petrol prices, or is there more to it than that? I think there's there's uh, that that's the recent surge in prices is is largely attributed. You can we can largely attribute to that because it's a it's a fungible market. You if there's a there's a there's a scarcity of supply on one side, you will feel the ripple effect across the board. It's mm. so it's, I think it's a largely to do with that but there was a prior uh, upswing in last year as well in petrol prices mm. i think that is probably more structural because uh, because of the greening effects and 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 policies of, of government in general we have seen a marked uh, cut down in cap- capital expenditure by oil oil companies which uh, puts a supply constraints and opec uh, which is a which is an organization of of petroleum uh, manufacturing uh, producing countries has been playing their own book as well not ramping up uh, the supplies at the right time mm-hmm. when it needed instead of uh, being pressured from from rest of the world i think there is a structural supply shortage as well which was attributed to the last year's price rise and is is that part of why the prime minister was in saudi arabia this week to speak to to, to get more production flowing is that was that what that was all about yes i i think it's it's also the us have also talked to saudi arabia as well and and uae as well so i think it's a, uh, as you said uh, boris johnson also went uh, went mm-hmm. earlier this week to uh, saudi arabia also there is also a element because we I think import around 6% of oil from from Russia mm. as well also to cushion that part of the, of the market as well so I think it's a, yeah. a lot of pressure but I don't know if they for now they have not budged much mm. uh, but I think it's it's largely the news flow from Russia and Ukraine which is yeah. which is giving us a big swings right now and yeah Uh, and the million dollar question or maybe the million barrel question is is <laughs> how do you see this looking looking ahead maybe the next six months or what, what what's your what's your bet where where are we going to be 
I think it's a difficult one to call. You need to be have some peek into one man's brain, uh, essentially, <laughs> yeah. and I don't think anybody uh, has that that leading power. But I think it, 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 would we see a big surge up in prices from here? If I had to put uh, some bet on it, I probably would not say. I think we probably have seen bulk of it. And there are a couple of reasons why I say it's a bulk of it, because if you look at there's a shale production in the U.S. is is at at certain level, which is around hundred dollars a barrel, becomes viable, and we will see some output increases from the U.S. as well. UAE, uh, which is another major producer uh, mm-hmm. part, they have also ratcheted up a little bit of of that they they are pushing for for their own agenda, to, uh, upping the uh, the uh, the production as well. We potentially could see Iran deal getting through uh, we will get immediate relief from the iran deal as well there, there's a lot of uh, floating oil uh, estimates are around 80 to 100 million barrels of floating and uh, floating storage if we get some resolution to that we, that that oil can immediately flow into the market mm. so i think there's there's many ups and saying uh, positives further down but as with the, everything else they they take longer mm. to come to fruition mm-hmm. rather than immediate you can't mm-hmm. switch on the tap of petrol. Uh, yeah. I think it, it, so. Probably six months down the, down the line, there are uh, reasonable positive uh, supply shocks we could yeah. see from here. Well, look, let's uh, bring back in uh, Laura and Greg then. So, if, if we are uh, sort of looking at high prices and cost of living for for the next few months, let's say perhaps coming down a little bit, but still high from where they were. How are you dealing with with cost of living? I mean, you you've got you also your supermarket strategy, Laura. Yeah. So tell us yeah. a, tell us a bit more. How how think, are you how are you sort of yeah? I think through? the thing for me, um, and I think I mentioned on the last one as well. I'm a typical accountant. Um, I kind of plan budget, and I'm very much a fan of that. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't really get the grips with what comes in the bank, what goes out the bank. Um, so when these price, when you start to feel these price rises. You think well, where am I? Where am I going to go? How am I? How am I going to manage through this? And it's, you know, use a budget until use a spreadsheet. You know, it's 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 very simple. But um, yeah, it's all about understanding your your, your incomings and your outgoings and where can you save. You know, all of us will have monthly subscriptions to all kinds of things. You know, um, Apple take money out for left. You know, for for things that you think oh, I can't re- I can't even remember what I subscribed <laughs> to there, um, or gym membership, whatever it may be. What can you kind of cut back on? Just in the just through these times now, as to ca- how can you kind of mi- minimize that impact mm-hmm. really, but also spending wisely and, and shopping around. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got for your utilities, you've got. Um, various comparison sites where you can go on and compare Um, but also kind of shopping and petrol so I'm opposite to Greg I never go to the the motorway petrol stations (laughs) (laughs) mainly because I travel to the Sainsbury's wherever the Sainsbury's petrol station because I collect my nectar points (laughs) so I I save those up and I use the the nectar points for me my big Christmas shop for example but it's you know Sainsbury's supermarkets things like that um, generally the, the, the cheaper mm-hmm. fuel price than rather than kind of on on the fly when you're nearly on the red and you've got you've got no option um, <laughs> you're typically paying higher prices yeah. so you know planning planning your journey when do you know what petrol station can I go to on my way mm-hmm. to work or whatever it may be and, and trying to kind of plan ahead and, and budget and, and, um, really I guess I, I think I know the answer to this but are you a start of the month saver or a let's see what I've got left at the end of the month kind of saver um I would probably say start of the month. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um 
and then I typically know kind of what I've got for the rest of the month. Mm. But you know, at the beginning of the month, all your bills come out on the first. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of put your money aside, mm. put it in your ISA, mm. um, and then you know what you've got to play with for mm. for the rest of the month. Whether you can afford a weekend away or whether you can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe not a full weekend, maybe one yeah. day. Um, <laughs> And, and Greg, I think that's probably an important message there is, is if you get into the habit of putting money away at the start of the month, then if things do start to get a little bit tight towards the end, you're not sacrificing your savings. You maybe just do, you know, not have that weekend away or, I mean, I appreciate you got to have a little bit of fun, but, you know, maybe maybe just don't have the takeaway or something. But if you've done the saving, if you did it the other way around, it's too easy to get into a habit yes. of just not saving anything. Mm. And then when things do calm down, you're then out of the habit of saving. So presumably you'd say stick with the habit of putting money yeah, away it, it, at the start. It, it, it's, been, it's been said on this podcast a few times and, and mm. I think it's worth repeating, but treat it like a bill. Just treat yeah. savings like a bill. It's, it's money you've, you know, you, you, we've obviously got the likes of the auto-enrolment pension, mm. which is where it comes out before you've even it's received really your pay, which I think yeah. is a fantastic yeah. product, but it, it, it's not quite forceful enough because you can't opt out. And also we're talking a small percentage, but... From a savings point of view, I always just think, well, you know, if I can put, say, £100, £200 into savings before I've got the money in the bank, it's mm. money you've never seen. And mm. after a couple of months, that becomes the norm. And what I try and do is challenge myself to put more away, which is where I then use impulse save, mm. which kind of gives me two good habits. Then one is the one, the direct debit before, you know, I've even yeah. seen it. And then at the end of the month, which is if I've got, Thirty pounds left over. Mm. Log in, impulse save, and just move it across because I know I'm getting paid the next day. And yeah. I think that it kind of complements it, which means mm. if you've got a little bit more over at the end of the month, you've been good. Mm-hmm. You've not had a couple of weekends away or a couple of nights out or mm. takeaways. You can put that money away ad hoc, mm. but also having that discipline of a yeah. a regular. Because if you do, it's like anything, isn't it? It is like going to the gym. If you get out of the habit of doing it. Uh, it's hard to get back in it again, and I just yep. think you know the cost of living. I know it's a real thing, and people will be uh, will be feeling it, but uh, hopefully it's a fairly fairly temporary uh, issue, and it'll it'll hopefully fade away. But you just can't get out of that habit, can you? Of because you know you have to have a long term goal, or you should have a long term goal, and we talk a lot about, don't we, Greg, about having a long term savings goal. So uh, a little bump in the road right now, but that goal, it's another reason why it's vitally important uh, to have a have a long term savings goal, which is something we we talk a lot about, isn't it? Yeah, we do. I think. Laura and I were talking yesterday on a totally unrelated subject and we then mentioned about today's podcast and for me it's the analogy I'd always give to, to friends, family, clients, advisors it, 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 and it's not advice but if you're running a marathon you are setting off here and you know you need to get to your your goal which is 26 miles later. If you're five miles in and the road's starting to get a little bit bumpy you don't just quit the marathon. You don't say this is tough. It's you know, mm-hmm. what you do is you've got a goal. It's 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 a long way away in most cases, but just working your way through each of the stages, each of the you know parts of the the process gets you where you need to be. And I think yeah, goal goal based investing is is vitally important. It's not just putting money away for next week or next month or or even next year. This is about your retirement. It's about you know long term plans which maybe five, ten, you know, in my case, probably 30, 40 years away from, you know, when I'll actually need my pension. Mm. So why would I do something now based on a, a little bit of uncertainty? But actually, more importantly, and it's what we talked about earlier, if I'd have cashed out maybe a week ago, I'd have been buying units now far more expensive than yeah. what I've sold them at. Mm. So not only have I realised that loss, 
to re-enter the market to get back to where I want to be, yeah. back on that road, mm. I've got to start further back. Mm. So it's kind of in that marathon analogy, mm. it's why would you want to start the race again yeah. back where you were? You want to start it, you know, and keep going at yeah. it. So yeah, that, uh, again, a poor analogy for me on a podcast, <laughs> but I always like to think well, in simple layman terms. That's right, and, and now you've introduced running into it, Greg, I have to ask you, I'm slightly off topic, but uh, you of course... I'm not surprised because you did run the length of Great Britain yes. uh, last year. So are you running back the other way this year or what are you doing? <laughs> no, I've just stopped up You're in Scotland oh. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Have you hung your trainers If up? you're looking for me, I'm, I'm in John O'Groth somewhere, yeah. just hiding away. Well, you've just talked about a 26-mile marathon so much, I think you can have at least at least do one of those, Greg. Well, I'll be uh, doing a half marathon, which is the Great North one yeah. again, and that's about it. Yeah. Very good. Um, all right, well, let's, let's get back on topic. Um, uh, you speak to advisors, obviously, a lot in the week uh, as part of yep. your job. So what, are they feeling some of this coming through from their clients or have they raised it with you? Yes, I think I think you'd be, you know, a poor financial advisor if you weren't dealing with the market. It's, it's the main bread and butter for financial advisors. I, I, I think the main thing, and I'm not saying it because Roger's on the other side of the table, but the level of information our investment management teams pumping out on a yeah. daily basis with the morning markets, interim, you know, information in, in writing from the likes of Raj, Jeff mm. uh, and Mark coming out, it really helps them speak with their clients and, you know, just basically reassure mm. the consumer, the customer of what is going on, cutting through the noise. You can watch the news and really scare yourself, but actually speaking to an investment professional and, speaking with your financial advisor. So I think the good thing that I've seen, Peter, is is actually the message has been consistent, it's mm. been reassuring, it's been stay in your seat, yeah. you know, see this one through. And as we've talked about, we're sort of starting to mm. see some brighter brighter days and some more yeah. green days as opposed to red days looking at the, the yeah. markets and likewise within the portfolio. So yeah, it, 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 it's also a busy time of year, which we talked about on a, last week's podcast, ta- tax year end and, you know, tax year start next month. It, it's an already busy time for us yeah. in financial services. Made a little bit more busy, uh, but I think the rhetoric of the, the the constant kind of reassurance from from the team is is, is, is helping advisors yeah. kind of cut, cut through the noise because there's a lot of companies out there who want to, want to be heard most by scare stories and all that kind of thing and we're just mm-hmm. delivering real information and, and, and kind of information the client on the street can understand as well which I think is yeah. important yeah. and just thinking about the technology Laura then if people have to take your point before if people want to put a few pounds away at the start of the month or just get it into a safe place so they don't end up spending it uh, in, in the supermarket or whatever on things they don't need um, in terms of the app and technology what's the quickest way that people can just put a couple of pounds into their ice uh, and if they to greg's point as well if they want to top up uh, use their ice allowance before the end of the tax year what's the best way that they can yeah use? i mean we've got a fantastic app the 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 client app and we just launched obviously a mm. new update at the beginning of this year mm. um and it's really user friendly you know um so i think going back to greg's point about you know maybe setting up that direct debit so mm. that it is kind of it's coming out before mm. you even see it before you know about it mm-hmm. um but using impulse savers is so so important. Yeah. Um, you know, even if you're kind of budgeting weekly, saving that takeaway, just impulse save it. You know, once it's gone, it, it's in there, and then you know what you've got for the next week. Mm-hmm. And impulse save, I mean, you can you can invest anything from a, as little as a pound. It's it's a yeah. fantastic piece of technology, um, and you know, well used throughout 
you know, all clients, even, you know, staff, and, and we're, we're all use it on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it is about that regular saving as well, like you were saying, and, mm -hmm. and making the most of the, um, you know, the, the kind of the compound interest that you get over the time rather than, you know, I have to pay a lump sum in now. That's the best way of, of yeah. building up that habit, I would say. So little and often. Little and often is, is definitely mm. the way, yeah. Um, just before we uh, kind of finish off then, I want to just maybe get one tip off all of you then for, for our uh, wonderful audience thinking, okay, what's what's your best tip then at the moment? Think of the, thinking of rising costs, cost of living, but I don't want to give up on my goal. What would you say? What's one piece of not advice? Because I know we don't do advice. Uh, well, we don't do advice. Some people do, but not us. Um, uh, but what's the one tip you would give, Raj? I think it probably goes back to what Laura said that, that, that it's all about expenses. You can't steal Laura's tip because yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's uh, focusing on expenses. One element mm. of it. I think it's it's uh, income side of it is an important. Mm. What you do with your savings. You, you, I think, are, are we getting the most bang for your buck for the savings? Mm -hmm. And I think in, in staying in the bank account, which mm -hmm. we all have done and we all uh, are, are culprit of that in some extent, that not letting that savings be in the financial assets, which help you generate and participate in this this growth and inflation. The best way to, uh, to let your savings work for you rather than eating into it, currently inflation is eating into it, be and make it work and make in financial assets uh, the capitalist system is is uh, we, we live into the modern world is designed to compensate you for that fun, uh, for inflation. So I think doing more with that money uh, savings is is probably the. Uh, I I know I'm an investment guy and say uh, so that's what you're going to get. But I think that that's an equally other side of it, expenses and income. Yeah. How you can substantiate, and and these shocks will come, and how to insulate from these shocks is that that will be my way of looking at it. Mm -hmm. Great. We've not really talked about it. Mine's, mine's a tip to anybody on listening today is just go and use True Potential Rewards. It's something mm. I used. I, I, I'm now no longer allowed to buy anything online without going through True Potential Rewards. So, yeah. you know, it, it it's a, a new feature in the app, Laura mentioned. We, we launched CNEXT, our new client technology, and in there's a real hidden gem. Rewards, it's a cashback feature where you go online, make a purchase, and dependent on the vendor, they will have a range of, of cashbacks. I think the average cashback I've received using it's around 10% so of, of online purchases. The highest was 45% cashback, which was um, airport parking, which is always a nightmare, as everybody yeah. always knows. It's expensive just for a little parking space, but... Um, Forty-five. Or two for your big, uh, your big hundred pound tank full thing. It must be. Uh, you must need two spaces. <laughs> That's why it's so expensive for you, but, Greg. But 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 forty-five percent cashback <laughs> is is incredible. And you know when we're talking about where you can save and whatever, mm. there are some purchases you've got to make. Um, and it's all major retailers yeah. on there. So you know when we are talking about things in a year, you've got to go and buy. Mm. If you can get cashback, you you might as well. So I'd challenge everybody. Yeah. Listening, try your reward. It's yeah. um, when you say you're not allowed to go, go on uh, online shopping without using rewards. I mean, who is the person that is dictating this to you, Greg? I'm worried about you. Is this because you got married recently? It is. <laughs> I feel yeah. like you're in trouble in the supermarket. You, you, you're not allowed to go online without somebody. As, as yeah. you can tell, I need to be policed, Peter. Menace on with a bank card. So yeah. no, I, 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 I. Welcome to married. I think it's all welcome to married it probably life. Probably right? married <laughs> life. Yes. yes. Happy life as well. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Uh, of course, Raj, I wouldn't uh, suggest anything. Uh, Laura, what's your tip then? Um, I think my tip would be um, 
don't make rash decisions. You know, the, the, we are in a turbulent time. Um, there is a lot of information. There's a lot of news, like we were saying before. You, on the, you, you turn on the news and you see not only here the downsides. Mm -hmm. So naturally, you can go on your app and think, oh, should I take this out? Should I, you know, cash in now? Um, just think. Just don't make any rash decisions right now. We've been through turbulent times in the past. We've seen it through COVID. Yeah. You know, you know, the markets bounced back in, in pretty quickly, actually, compared to what people may mm -hmm. have originally thought. Um, so this is just how it, you know, how the markets are. There is tur turbulence. There is volatility. Just don't make any rash decisions. Yeah. Speak to your financial advisor, like you were saying, Greg. Um, listen to the information that we put out, and just stay in your seats. It's a longer term game. Well, that's a great point as well. Do speak to your advisor. I said before, we don't give advice, as in that's not our job around this table, but there are hundreds of advisors here at True Potential who can give you uh, the best advice you can get. So uh, pick up the phone, get in touch with them. Uh, there's, a, there's a little tip I'll borrow from you, uh, Laura. Right, um, I won't ask what you're doing this weekend, because frankly, um, that's a bit nosy of me, but I will ask what you're doing after the podcast, Raj. What's your, what's your next thing on your agenda? <laughs> I will probably uh, looking at the markets, how markets have moved, and and, and see yeah. uh, if there was any trades. Uh, hopefully, not many trades uh, to do, but I think it's a. Then hopefully, uh, if everything calms down, uh, take a flight back to London. Yeah. So you're always watching. That's that's what we pay you for, right? You're always watching what's going on in the markets, and uh, that's what you're doing straight after this. Greg, what about you? I'm ten minutes late for my half nine, so I'll probably oh, right. go across and see if that's still running. So apologise, basically, so is what you're doing after well, this. Well, yeah, grovel and apologise for being late for a meeting that I run. Yeah, um, that's right. We have a we have a morning call every day. True potentially covers off everything going on within yeah. the business. We implemented this through the the sort of lockdown and and when we had people working on and off site. Now we're all back on site. We we keep that habit that that behaviour of meeting every day as a management team so I think you'll see Laura and I running along the corridor to go and make that yeah. make that call but it, it, it just means we can keep a, a real close eye yeah. on the day to day ops and give me a good chance to catch up with the team well, and look, see if, the if you need, on. Greg if you need someone to blame for being late for your uh, call uh, Raj won't mind um, <laughs> uh, and Laura what, well the same thing you're on waiting yes, for your we'll phone be, call we'll be uh, heading off to the call but today we, I've got the team in today so the finance team well oh, some good. of the finance team are in today so the team are working hard with, and we're looking to get the annual accounts issued shortly so mm. working with the auditors um, to get them across the line and, and hopefully issue our great results for 2021 shortly brilliant okay well thank you very much for all your uh, insight and tips and advice today very much uh, enjoyed that so thank you Raj Greg and Laura we'll let these two go to their uh, late meeting or being late for their meeting and we'll say thank you very much for watching and we'll see you next time bye for now subscribing to the true potential YouTube channel is quick and easy simply go to the channel on your desktop or through the YouTube app on your phone and click the subscribe button you can then press the notification bell symbol if you wish to be notified as and when new videos are released Doing this is a great way to keep yourself updated with market developments and personal finance insights. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed and we look forward to continuing to help you do more with your money.